the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, you are blessed. Today we're going to kind of pick up on where we left off yesterday. You know, there's a lot of things going on in this world. Things are a little bit uh, out of uh, the normal, if you will. And, you know, I'm blessed because I get to do some things uh, in my training that very few people ever get to do. I get to impact lives. I get to change lives. I get to meet people where they're at and help them go to a level that they don't really think is even possible. And a lot of times I have to deal with a lot of fear, a lot of doubt. You know, we can say many things with our words. However, our actions tell their own story. You know, consider this, if a picture is worth 1,000 words and only 7% of communication is these, quote, words, then what we're doing speaks so loudly that few are actually listening to a word we're saying. See, our manufacturer tied our eyes and our feet together. In other words, we move in the direction of our focus. And so today, we're going to have you consider where is your treasure. You know, that's an interesting term. And before we do that, get into the meat of the, uh, the topic today, I want to share a story. This is a story uh, by told by uh, Paul Harvey. Uh, he doesn't know who really wrote this story. He used to tell it yearly. Uh, and it's a story with a message, but uh, I want to take that message and twist it a little bit today because, hey, we live in a world that perverts things. And if you know what the word pervert means, pervert means to twist to change. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to mean to, to something sexual or something sensual, but it does mean to change, to twist. And so let me tell you a story as, as Paul Harvey used to tell the rest of the story. The man I'm going to tell you about was not a Scrooge. He was a kind, decent, mostly good man generous to his family and upright in his dealings with other men. But he just didn't believe in all that incarnation stuff, in all the stuff that churches proclaim 
at Christmas time. It, it just didn't make sense to him. And he, if he was, was going to be honest, to pretend otherwise would just be hypocritical. And so he just couldn't swallow the Jesus story about God coming to earth as a man. And so one day, uh, one holiday season, uh, he told his wife, he said, I'm truly sorry to distress you, but um, I'm not going with you to church this Christmas Eve. He said he would feel like a hypocrite and that he would much rather just stay at home, but that he would wait up for them and let them go to church and come back and they can continue everything as it were. He just no longer was going to play the game and believe in the silliness, the impossibility of God coming down in the form of man and living a perfect life. And so he stayed, stayed at home, and his family went to the midnight service. Shortly after the family drove away in the car, snow began to fall. He went to the window to watch the flurries getting heavier and heavier. And then he went back to his fireside chair and began to read his newspaper. Minutes later, he was startled by a thudding sound. Then another. Then another. At first, he thought someone must be throwing snowballs against the living room window. But when he went to the front door to investigate, he found a flock of birds huddled outside miserably in the snow. You see, they'd been caught in the storm and in a desperate search for shelter. They were trying to fly through his large landscape window. And that was what the thudding sound that he kept hearing was. Well, he was a compassionate man. He couldn't let the poor creatures just lie there and freeze to death. So he remembered the barn where his children stabled their pony. That would provide a warm shelter. All he would have to do is to direct the birds into the shelter. Quickly, though, he put on a coat, put on galoshes, got himself prepared to go out in the blizzard that was outside, and he tramped through the deepening snow to the barn. He opened the doors wide and turned on a light so that the birds would know the way in. But the birds did not come in. Interesting. So he figured that food would entice them. So he hurried back to the house and fetched some breadcrumbs. He he sprinkled them on the snow, making a a trail of breadcrumbs to the yellow-lighted, wide-open doorway of the stable. But to his dismay... The birds ignored the breadcrumbs. The birds continued to flap around helpless in the snow. They were going to die. He tried catching them, but he couldn't. He tried shooing them in the barn by, by walking around and then waving his arms. But instead of shooing them in the bar, they just scattered in every direction. He actually made it worse. They just scattered in every direction except into the one place he wanted them to go, their shelter, a warm, lighted barn. And that's when he realized what was going on. They were afraid of him. He was there to help, but they were afraid of him. It was innate. It had been programmed. He was man. They were afraid. See, to them, he reasoned, I'm a strange and terrifying creature. 
If only I could think of some way to let them know that they can trust me, that I'm not wanting to hurt them. I only want to help them. But how? Any movie made tended to frighten them and confuse them. They just not would, wouldn't follow them into this place that was good for them, that was safe for them, that would comfort them. Any move he made, he frightened them. He confused them. They would not be led or shooed because they feared him. He thought to himself, if only I could be a bird and mingle with them and speak their language, then I could tell them not to be afraid. Then I could show them the way to the safe, warm, the safe, warm barn. But I would have to be one of them so they could see and hear and understand. At that very moment, the church bells began to ring. The sound reached his ears above the sounds of the wind. He stood there listening to the bells. Adeste Fidelis. Listening to the bells pealing the glad tidings of Christmas. And then he sank to his knees in the snow. Now I know that story is about Christmas. But I experience that story every single couple weeks in Leadership Awakening. I'm here to help. But because of the fear, because of the pain, because of the doubt, because of the bruises, scars, and hurts, someone that's here to help gets shooed away. And today I want you to consider this. Where is your treasure? Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? And what does all that BS create in your life? So I'm Black. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year, leading to injuries and death. They know that if someone doesn't lawfully comply or resists, force may have to be used to obtain compliance. Nobody likes it, especially police. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Don't argue, resist, or flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. This is Scott B. Black, master trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started, As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience, Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you are ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure, March 2nd through 4th and April 9th through 11th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about where is your treasure. You know, when the good book talks about that, it's meaning something different. It's, it's, it's talking about where is your treasure. See, what's going on in America, I, I saw this article Uh, And it stuns me. And people don't know what's going on. And this is why I do my radio show. You know, I work on the human condition, the individual. Uh, And this thing about a community, a family, an organization, all that stuff, it's just made up of people. And so when you understand how people work, what moves people, the machinations of people, uh, the whole um, law of causality with people, all that stuff. It, it it's the same thing. The way you move a person is the same way you move a group, group of people. The way you program a person is the same way you program a group of people. Do you hear it? Because they're people. The laws are the same or one or multiple. Except when you have multiple, you just bring out the worst in everybody. You would think it would be better, but it's actually worse. And why am I bringing this up? Here's this article. Atlanta, Baltimore, Detroit, studies show Democrat-run cities have highest homicides rates. Now, this is not political. This is where some of you need to get the chip off your shoulder. All this pound of flesh, all this wreck wrong is destroying this country. It's destroying our families. There's so much hatred in the heart and so much hatred in the heart of those that profess to hate haters. You might want to think, look at the hypocrite that looks back at you in the mirror. You're hating haters. That's your justification. You're a hypocrite. It's okay for you to hate because you're God, but it's not okay for someone else to hate because they're not God. That's just silly. Wallet hubs cities with the biggest homicide rate problem study is out. 
and suggests that Blue City residents have a higher chance of becoming a homicide victim. The homicide rate in the U.S. has been seen a rapid increase during the past few years. In the study, Wallet Hub compared 45 of the largest U.S. cities based on per capita homicides in quarter four 2022, as well as per capita homicides in quarter four 2022 versus quarter four 2021 and 2020. Now, this is just homicides. Please hear this. When you go just by the homicide rate, that's a good look at crime, but that's small. That's a small part. There's rapes. Uh, there's robberies, there's burglaries, uh, there's assaults, assaults that all, that don't kill someone but leave them brutally in the hospital, leave them decapacitated, leave them disabled. So this is just the homicide rate that they're going by. But the actual crime rate is actually much, much worse in a lot of these cities than their crime rate is. Why do I say this? Because everybody's looking for an answer. Maybe we elect this person. Maybe we elect that person. Maybe, But it's, the problem is the focus. The problem is the focus. See, the Bible puts it this way. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? This is not a religious class. This is not a religious radio show. This is logic. What is your standard? My standard is the Bible. It's the Word of God. It's not a standard on Sunday. It's I'm a believer. I'm a believer seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Are you a part-time believer? Are you a part-time husband? Are you a part-time mother? Are you a part-time human being? Are you a part-time leader? Are you a part-time what? <laughs> Quit compartmentalizing p- things. You can't, you can't be on both teams anymore. And so our manufacturer, God himself, every day at wayofwarrior.blog, I send out scripture to people every single day. I send out to about 1,000 people a day, and then a lot of people get on their own. So thousands of people a day get this. And this is why I do this. You got to know who you are. You got to know why you're here. You got to know who you are. You got to know where you're going. So let me read what I wrote today based on Matthew six twenty two through 23, talking about it, the eye is the lamp of the body. Our focus determines our direction. We move in the direction of our focus, and we focus in the direction of our movement. The Bible says to guard your heart, for all the issues of life stem from there. When the Bible mentions the heart, it is usually not referencing the organ in your body that's pumping blood as a vital organ. It is not talking about the organ that pumps blood throughout your body. The Bible is usually not also talking about the Valentine's Day heart of romance. When the Bible talks of the heart, like in Proverbs 4.23, it is most often referencing the core of our being, our central focus, our greatest desire, our most ardent gaze that happens most often. Proverbs 24, uh, 4.23 in the many translations builds this understanding. It is written, keep your heart, keep your heart will with, with all vigilance. Guard your heart above all else. Why such a command to keep thy heart with all vigilance and diligence? Because the heart, your central focus, this is from our manufacturer. Your central focus determines the course of your life, for from it flows living springs of life, of water. 
Everything you do flows from it. Your central focus in your brain. You have a couple of things at the unconscious level, the reticular activating system. The RAS is the brain's unconscious focal system, and it only affirms. It does not pick up negative programming. So when you focus on don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, you're actually focused on doing it. If I had a car in a room and I was backing it up, and I don't want to hit a table in that room. If I don't want to hit that table, what must I keep in my field of vision at all times? I must keep that table. That's how your unconscious mind works. If you don't want to grow up like your dad, you don't want to grow up like your dad, you don't want to grow up like your dad, you don't want to grow up like your dad. Guess where your focus is? The entire time is on your dad. That's how you work. You focus on what you don't want. And your unconscious mind has to create it, the imagery. And you, the good Lord put the eyes in the front of our face. Why? Because we move in the direction of our focus. And we focus in the direction of our movement. What is going on is a focus issue. Not only do you have the reticular activating system in the unconscious brain, mind, but you also have the basal ganglia. Uh, Charles Duhigg wrote a great book, uh, Power of Habit, where he talks about Michael Phelps and uh, and his uh, incredible success. But also talks about the basal ganglia because the pattern of success is all about habits, patterns. And the basal ganglia is a group of neurons or cells. This entire process, its entire purpose is as quick as possible to get you on autopilot. See, leader, I have read the Bible many, many times. And the Bible mentions the heart, I think, almost a thousand times. In essence, the Bible says that the heart is that spiritual part of us where our emotions and desires dwell. That's what made God's statement about King David so great. God said about King David, he was a man after God's own heart. Many misinterpret this phrase as a reference to the moral character of David. It's not the case. Read it. Think about it. Based on scripture, it says David was a man after God's own heart in that he was committed to God's ways and demonstrated fidelity to his wills. And he screwed up a lot. He committed adultery. He committed murder. But David's passions, David's desire were God's focus and God's will. That is why when David sinned with Bathsheba and Uriah, David's cry was, against you alone have I sinned. See Psalms 51.4. When you read about the heart in the Bible, it is about the place where you have your will, your desire, your attitude, your intentions, your focus. There's something out there called epigenetics. I talk about it a lot, Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Bruce Lipton. In the study of epigenetics, we are told that we have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. We are told we are a community of 300 trillion cells, all driven by our environment. Why does this matter? Because the greatest of our environments is our thoughts, our self-talk, our thinking, our focus. We have 34 gigabytes of information that go through our head daily. You are a product of what you think about most often. You believe what you tell yourself and hear most often. We got to realize our self-talk is nothing more than thinkings. That's what we do. Thinking is self-talk. Self-talk is thinking. We're talking to ourselves over and over and over. No wonder we can't listen to each other. No wonder we're not caring about what other people think or say or do. We move in the direction of our focus, 
and we focus on our movement. So you got to take a look at where you're going has direct inclinations or indications of what you're focused on. And I thought you to think about this. Atlanta, Baltimore, Detroit, you know what? All these places have the highest homicide rate. Why? Let me tell you why. The guy's name is Angier. He was born 19, uh, 1814, died 1882. He was the mayor of Atlanta from 1877 to 1879. To date, he is the last Republican to hold office. A hundred and what, 50 years, 60 years? How about this one? Luis C. Mariana, January 1, 1897, died 1987, was an American politician who served as a mayor of Detroit, Michigan from 1957 to 1962. To date, he remains the most recent Republican to serve as Detroit's mayor. Man, that's a lot closer, right? That's only 70 years, right? How about Theodore Roosevelt McKedlin? November 1900, born, died 1974, was an American politician. He was a member of the Republican Party. He served as mayor of Baltimore for, twice, from 1943 to 47, and then from 63 to 67. Last time they had a Republican. Don't you get it? Ladies and gentlemen, it matters what you focus on. It matters what your belief system is, because from those belief systems comes your actions, come your character. Today, I'm posing the question, where is your treasure? I'm Black. We'll be right back. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st. Details at likeitmatters.net. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidi. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it. But there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that back over here? 
at Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Black, and today we are working on focusing on our focus. You know, I had a blessing to to take 12 individuals through Leadership Awakening last week, uh, Team 241, and you'll be hearing from some of those uh, people tomorrow. Uh, I'm blessed. But, you know, we had a lot of things thrown at us. We had a misogynistic, hateful general manager that belittled uh, and taunted my wife and me. I mean, basically, I had to shut up and just walk away. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing a class. A company that we paid 5000 in today, 2023, I can't believe there's still misogynistic men abusing women and being paid by corporate America. It's just stunning. But that's how our weekend started. How it finished, we got a chance to lead people into the kingdom. We got a chance to give some brand new marriages, brand new hope. We got 12 individuals are on fire again for their lives. They're cleaned up, got rid of a lot of trauma, drama, pain, hurt. See, when people come into my class, this is why I told the story in segment one. If you didn't hear the story, go back to likeitmattersradio.com and listen to this radio show. Go to segment one. You know, I'm here to help people. Here's the problem. No one responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality, just like the story in The Man and the Birds. Those birds have been programmed. If you don't know why, go to Genesis 9. Go to Genesis 9. God made a covenant when Noah landed back on earth in dry land. Read it. You should read the good book. It's a good book. And the agreement was, the part of the agreement was that animals would be intimidated, afraid of man. But the problem is, when did man become afraid of man? And let's be honest, man's the problem. And if man's the problem, and today I'm going to prove it, man can't solve the problem. And man is the problem. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I mean, Thomas Jefferson said, when once a republic is corrupted. What does he mean by corrupted? The focus, the intent of power. Once a republic is corrupted, there is no possibility of remedying any of the growing evils but by removing the corruption and restoring its lost principles. Every other correction is either useless or a new evil. And that's what's happening. God gave us the Ten Commandments. And one of them, uh, you know, uh, told us to have the Sabbath rest to the Jews so they could follow after their God. And they created an entire book of like something like 600 laws based around God's Ten Commandments. So remember what Thomas Jefferson said? There's no possibility of remedying any of the growing evils but by removing the corruption and restoring its lost principles. Every other correction, see, this is what man did, is useless or a new evil. Why? Because Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. 
You know, we've been set free from some of the old stuff, but some of us don't choose freedom. And you got to understand what's going on. This isn't spiritual. Remember, man's a three-part being. We're a body that's a machine. You got to know how to run the body. We're a brain that runs the body. You got to know the battles in the mind. But that's not who we are. We're not technically the body. We're not technically the brain. We are the spirit. And so I got to deal with all three. And you guys separate them out. They're not separate. They're the same. They're not different parts. They're the same part that flow together. This is what Scottish-born uh, British lawyer and writer uh, Alexander Titler said. It is not perhaps unreasonable to conclude that a pure and perfect democracy is a thing not attainable by man. Again, you know why? Go back to Romans 3.23. Not attainable by man. Constituted as he is of contending elements of vice and virtue and ever mainly influenced by the predominant principles of self-interest. It may indeed be confidently asserted that there was there never was that government called a republic which was not ultimately ruled by a single will and therefore however bold may seem the paradox virtually and substantially a monarchy and the problem was before America used to be kind of at the head of that we wanted to please God we did a lot of ungodly things just like you do and I do I'm a man of God I'm a sinner I do a lot of things not as much as I used to that are ungodly it doesn't make me less of a man of God it makes me a sinner. Same thing with our government. We've done a lot of bad things as man runs things. And once you learn, I'm going to cover the logical levels today, that you've got to deal with this at the right level. Uh, Dr. Titler, sorry, Dr. Titler, uh, Mr. Titler, said this, and this is what you got to get. A democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the voters discover that they can vote themselves large as from the public treasury. That's what we're doing now. It's Joe Biden's new America. And it's been going on for a long time, but he's just mastered it. He said, quote, from that moment on, the majority always votes for the candidates promising the most benefits. You guys keep voting for Democrats, even though they're destroying everything. Even though there's cities in this country, there has not been a Republican mayor in 150 years. And they're some of the most crime-ridden poorest, weakest, and yet they will continue to vote because of election fraud, continue to vote for those same people that have a D after their name, especially if they're black, gay, or LGBTQ2. That's just the reality of it. So he says right here, the average age of the world's greatest civilizations has been 200 years. See, these nations have progressed through the sequence from bondage to spiritual faith from spiritual faith to great courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to apathy, from apathy to dependence, from dependence back into bondage. And you know what's going on? This is not just with our democracy. This is with our God. See why? Now we go back to the base. Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. What do you believe is dictated by what you focus on most often? What are the places you hang out, the things and people that speak into your life? That's what controls your belief system. And there are six levels in which we create these belief systems. And Dr. Adler, a famous psychologist, said by the time a child is five years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. It's called programming. Why does a dog bark? Because it's a dog. Why does a cat meow? Because it's a cat. Why did Braden, the general manager of the Holiday Inn in Fort Worth off Alta Mesa, 
Why did he berate my wife? Why did he make her cry? And while she's crying publicly, humiliating her, taunting her throughout the weekend, avoiding eye contact, uh, intimidating her, and yet when she's crying, why did he say that seems to be a me problem, not a we problem? Because that's what he believes. Because that's how he is raised. That's his leadership style. He can he can bully people. He's six foot six. He's a man. He's got a suit on. He can kick us out of the hotel. See, that's the belief system. But it's driven. Either you're you have a heart for God or a heart for this world. You can't have both. See, our leadership training is inside out. Just like Jesus told Nicodemus, Nicodemus said, you know, what do I have to do to be born again? I mean, what do I have to do to get the kingdom of God? He said, you have to be born again. Now listen to that. And Nicodemus says, what are you talking about? I'm an old dude. How can I climb back in my mother's womb and go back through the birth canal? And Jesus just shook his head like, you're supposed to be a man of God. You're supposed to be a teacher of the word. I got to listen. Are some of you listening out there? Might be my voice, but it's God saying to you. You're supposed to be a teacher of the word. You're supposed to be a man of God, a woman of God. You should know scripture. Well, God was saying that you have to start changing the inside. My training is inside out training. Why? Because in order for it to be true leadership training, it must impact you at a personal level because you lead people. Leadership development is really personal growth, and personal growth is flat out the most difficult type of growth there is. Because you got to be willing to step outside your ego, that protection zone. You got to be willing to be uncomfortable. You got to be willing to expose yourself. You got to be willing to be vulnerable. You got to understand what the word meek is not weak, but meek. And so when you improve the person, you improve their performance. When you improve their performance, you improve all relationships. When you improve all relationships, everything's better. The same thing. Where do your actions come from? They come from your thoughts. Where do your thoughts come from? Your belief systems. Where do your belief systems come from? All the stuff coming into you. How do you get stuff into you? What you see, what you hear, what you experience, who you listen to, what shows you watch, what music you listen to. You've got to be a steward of your own brain. Remember I had a young student go through my training, a young lady depressed, suicidal, getting ready to go to college. Mom sent her through to my training. It changed her life, changed her life. My young graduate, 18-year-old graduate, came back, picked up her 16-year-old sister, and they went to Mardell's, a great Christian bookstore here in Texas. Why did they go to Mardell's? Because she learned the power of her mind. She learned that she's like a sponge. She learned that whatever she focused on, listens to music, TV, people, they put an impression in her. They deposit in her some belief system, some words, some programming. And when life squeezes her, the only thing that's going to come out of her is what's in her. So she decides she's going to clean up her iPods. She's only going to put good stuff in. So when she gets squeezed by life, only good stuff comes out. And they had a lot of bad stuff on their on their iPods. And so my graduate told her 16-year-old sister, let's clean up our iPads. Let's get good stuff, our iPods. Let's only listen to good stuff so that we can honor God and not have all this other stuff. So her and her sister went to Mardell's and replaced all their music. But her sister was a cheerleader, 16 years old. And there was one song that they used in cheerleading practice that had a few 
swear words was a little bit sexually, uh, sexually suggestive, but said, hey, sis, can I keep this one song, just this one song? It won't be that bad. And her sister said to her, okay, I, I was saying, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you a batch of cookies, and I'm only going to put one scoop of poop in them. Are you okay with that? I don't know about you, but if I'm looking at a plate of cookies and there's a rumor that there might be a fleck of poop in one of those cookies, uh, I'm on a diet. I ain't touching those cookies. And some people in our lives, when they look at us and hear what's coming out of us and see what's coming about, out of us, they're on a diet. And they ain't touching that. Today on Mr. Black, I'm asking you the question, where is your treasure? We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple. And many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join Andrew Parker this Sunday evening at 6 as he talks politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, every Sunday evening at 6, here on Freedom 1570. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. Your traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer for just a pair of socks. Commerce Wet Technology Softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar to finish what you started. As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you are ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure, March 2nd through 4th and April 9th through 11th. Details at likeitmatters.net. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today we're going pretty deep. I'm fighting with people on text and people that should be helping me, not fighting with me. And, uh, you know, I don't know everything. So just let you know, I'm just a guy out there wanting to help people and take what I do know uh, and make it work. And I'm not a big fan of patterns, and I'm a logical guy. If you can tell me why something's done the way and I can make sense to me, great. Uh, but if it doesn't make sense to me, I'll tell you it doesn't make sense. But if that's the way we're doing it, that's the way we're doing it. But I might tell you I don't agree with it, but, hey, you're the boss. This is where, you know, where do we get into a country where if you disagree with me, you're evil. You're hateful. You're no longer going to be my friend. We're not going to do business together. Wow, we can't disagree on something without trashing each other? It's just stunning. And it's ego, and it's bitterness, and it's even people who pay people to do things. I mean, I paid a hotel $5,000 for them to abuse my wife and treat me like garbage and threaten to blackmail me. I, I pay radio station money every month. You know, and yet I don't say what I want to say all the time because I'm not the boss. I'm just playing in this world and wanting to do the best to help those people make the most out of this world. And I'm teaching you how you work. Before this show, I got a phone call. I normally don't answer my phone uh, from, just let you know, from 10 to 11. I'm pre- prepping. But a friend of mine, a guy who's run for Congress a couple times over the last four years, a guy who everybody looks to for help, and the guy was in tears. The guy's struggling to get his kids back. His ex-wife is harassing, won't let him see his kids, uh, put out a bench warrant because he's two months behind on child support. This guy's working, doing anything, can't see his kids, now has a bench warrant because he didn't pay child support last two months because he's struggling to find a job. He lost an election that they thought they were going to win and all that. I mean, just brutal. And here's a man twice my size, a military hero, a man who people look up to, weeping on the phone with me, crying. Says, I just, I just don't want to be here anymore. I just don't want to be. I'm just contemplating suicide. I'm just, nothing matters. I don't want to help anybody anymore. I don't want to like, I just don't care anymore. And I, I, I talked to him for 30, 40 minutes. I couldn't even pray with him at the end because he was so disheartened, so discouraged that I didn't want to insult him with a prayer. But I want you to know, this is what I deal with, as people have their cushy little jobs out there and cash their little checks and push little buttons. I'm dealing with real lives. I'm dealing with real emotions. I'm not getting a paycheck here. I'm paying you. I'm paying you guys to be on the radio. No one's paying me anything. They sure to take money from me and sure to demand I do what they want me to do. I'm just here to help. It's a free radio show. Let me tell you why you do what you do. Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief systems. Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief systems. And there's something called logical levels. From the psychological point of view, there seems to be six levels. The basic level is environment, your external constraints. We operate on that environment through our behavior. Our behavior is guided by our mental maps and our strategies, which define our capabilities. The capabilities are organized by belief systems and values. Beliefs and values are organized by identity. And our identity is organized by our spirit, where we derive essential meaning for our lives. In other words, why we are here. Now, this is some of Dr. Robert Dilt's works, and I allude to it every once in a while, but I, I don't spend enough time on it because it's deep. And so there's six levels. 
from the bottom up, environment, behavior, capabilities, belief system and values, identity and spirit. Now, a couple points to remember about the neurological levels. It's easier to change things at the bottom versus the top. It's easier to change your environment than it is to change your beliefs and values. It's easier to change what you do than who you are. It's easier to change what you're capable of than who your God is. Got my point? So it's easier to change things at the bottom versus the top. Number two, change takes place from the top down, not the bottom up. You can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. That's what Albert Einstein said. You can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. And so here's the problem. Man is the problem. The Democratic Party and their beliefs, anti-God beliefs, hateful, bigoted, racist beliefs are the problem. Especially those of you who call yourselves Christians. How can you be a part of a party that believes the most important thing is abortion on demand? How do you become part of a party that believes that God's a moron, that God's so screwed up, that God makes so many mistakes, that God can't even get people's sex right, that God screwed up half the population's sex, that God made half of boys girls, and they're really supposed to be girls, he screwed up, and God made all these people girls, but they're really supposed to be boys, he screwed up. God says there's only two genders. But you say there's 37. You follow a party that says there's 37 genders. You follow a party that tells you to follow the political science to to inject in your arm something that will kill you, to alter your RNA. You go to Whole Foods and Trader Joe's because you will not eat anything genetically modified. GMO, GMO. But yet you force people to get jabs in their arm for something untested, for something that we know now is killing people that alters your RNA. And you want to mandate that my kids get jabbed in their arm too. Do you see where our thinking comes from? See, our thinking comes from our belief systems. And what we believe is what we say over and over and over. And the notion of logical levels refers to the fact that some processes and phenomena are created by the relationship between other processes. It's a system of activity in a subsystem embedded inside another. It's like the Katushka dolls, those little Russian dolls. You got to understand it. One's an operating system. One comes from the operating system. Simple example. The rate of change or speed of an automobile is a function of how much ground the vehicle covers in a certain amount of time. You got that? 10 miles per hour, whatever it is. Thus, speed is the relationship between distance and time. The car's velocity in moving from the garage to the highway can be said to be at a different level than a car, than a garage, than a highway, a clock, right? It's because it's a property of the relationship between them and does not exist without them. Just like the profitability of a company is at a different level than the machinery used by that company. Make sense? So an idea is at a different level than the particular neurons in the brain which produce the ideas. And so you have levels that you take a belief system. So let me give you an example. A person has discovered that he or she has cancer. So let me take you through this. So here in the environment, you you feel that the cancer is attacking me. There's your environment. The behavior, I have a tumor, and there's nothing I can do about it. The capabilities, I'm not capable of being healthy and taking care of myself. The belief, quote, it's false hope to not accept the inevitable is going to kill me. Identity, I am a cancer victim. Just like when people survive, they go, I am a survivor. And I always tell people, be careful what you attach to your identity. 
because the only thing that can uh, change your identity is the level above it. And what's the level above it? It is spirit. And so if you're dealing with a problem, you must go the level above it. And so what's going on right now is people don't believe in God anymore. People don't believe in a higher power. They, they believe that they make a God of their own liking. And so we got to figure out where is our treasure? Where do we spend our time and money? You want to know what's important to you? I don't care what you say. Here's what you do. You take the last year or maybe two years, and here's what you do. You get a software program, and you account for every minute of your day. Where did you spend your time? And in that same software program, you take an accounting of every dollar, every penny that is went into your hands, into your bank account, into your possession, and every penny, every dollar that has left your possession. Where did you spend that money? Where did you spend that time? If you actually analyze that, that would tell you what's really important to you. The two greatest assets we have are our time and our money. Now, here's the thing. One can be replaced. You can make more money. The government will give you more. Just stay home, get your shots, abortion on demand, and be okay with any perversion they're pushing on your kids. And the government will put money in your bank account. You just stay home and Netflix, watch Netflix and make sure you pass in your voter card to the, your uh, Democratic uh, platoon boss so that they can vote for you, turn it in for you. That's what they want. I figure out who are you? Why are you here? Whose are you? And you know what's going to dictate that? Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? Is your money indicative of what you say is important to you? How you spent it? Of all the money that's come in your hands over last year, what percentage of that has been out there doing things that you say are important to you? And how about your time? You sleep for eight hours a day. You have a job. You drive and all that. If you were to break down all the time in your day and see where you spend your time, what would that tell me about where your heart is? Where you spend your time and where you spend your money, those tell me where your treasure is. Maybe it's time to take a deeper look and relocate your treasure. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I'm Mr. Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Entering a time of hostility against the faithful, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral, physical, and even financial basis, unlike any other time in your life. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader, here to remind you that you are the one that has to take action to protect and steward the gifts that God has given you. For example, with record high inflation eating away at the dollar, many people's savings and retirement is going to start to evaporate. Fortunately, God always provides a way to fight back. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Now to see how it works, just text the word DIVINE, D-I-V-I-N-E, to 989898 to get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text DIVINE to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with continued prosperity. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.